Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, and it's day 533 since we came back on the air. Just a brief bit of news for everyone. The windmill, or the normal power station, as Agnes continues to insist we call it, is running out of batteries to charge. With no actual transmission lines and not enough electricity being generated to matter even if we did, no batteries means that the windmill is basically useless. We're glad everyone is getting as much use out of them as they are and that they're lasting, but be sure to bring them back to be recharged as soon as you can. Everybody will be better off for it. We know they're heavy, but maybe someone can reinvent the wheel. Hi, Max. Oh, hi, Agnes. Wow, you're perky today. What's up? I just got a letter from my family. Anna dropped it off just now. Oh, is she coming on the air with us? Not this time. She said she had to get moving to get some more mail delivered to Rockport Community Project. The mail service she's running has really taken off, and it's done so much for her family because people give her all kinds of things in exchange for hearing from their loved ones. So, how are your folks and Milo? Let's see. Dad's ankle is healed. That's good. But they're still on the sailboat, and that boat is, or at least was at the time they wrote the letter, docked at Tampa. Wow, so they're all the way around Florida now. It says they've settled in and probably won't be back up this way for a while. Maybe not until the zombie situation gets resolved. But they feel okay about it now that they know I'm safe. I'm glad they're okay But I was hoping they'd be able to make the trip once Dad's leg was better. Milo's good, being really helpful on the boat and learning sailing like he's a natural. Oh, good. Good update from your folks. I'm always glad to hear that they're doing well. Hey, Max, it just occurred to me that we've never talked about your or Dr. Clark's families on the air. Do you know if they're okay? Dr. Clark's told me that her folks passed away before the zombies rose up and she didn't have any brothers or sisters or even cousins that she was really close with. Her ex-husband had moved to Oregon or something, but since they didn't have any kids together, she hadn't really kept up with him. That sounds really lonely. Eh, to you or me, maybe, but Dr. Clark is good at being by herself with her work. And what about you? My folks are still alive, as far as I know, but I haven't heard from them and haven't really reached out to them either. Why not? Do we have to get into such a personal subject on the air? I'm sorry. It's just I get so much joy from my family. I sort of take it for granted that everyone else does too. Would that that were the case, but unfortunately it's not. Okay, fine. It's really not that big of a deal anymore. So when I was growing up, my dad loved the heck out of me. At least that's what he told me. And I feel pretty sure that he really did feel that way. It's just that he didn't always express it with his behavior. He was good with his words, and he never did anything blatantly abusive. It was just little things that he did out of love that still managed to undermine my accomplishments and my sense of self. I don't understand. How can someone who loved you and didn't abuse you still cause you harm? I don't really want to get into the details, like I said. This is a fairly personal subject, but... Let's just say that he didn't always act like he thought I was very capable at whatever I was trying to do at the time and questioned a lot of my decisions. Plus, we had an incident with a relative that made him pretty paranoid about the world in general. His politics really shifted after that. I had a friend once express surprise that me and my dad differed so greatly on political ideology. But don't you miss him? Well, sure. 
But I've been away from him for several years now. We talk at Christmas and Thanksgiving, but I don't go visit. He's my family, and he's important to me. And I'm grateful for everything he taught me and gave me and for playing a part in making me who I am today. But he's not my friend. At least not in the same way that I'm friends with you or Dr. Clark or Jamie or Anna. I do wonder what happened to them, whether they're doing okay with all the zombies running around. But I don't want them to come live here or even visit, and I'm certainly not going to them. I figure I'll find out once this is all over and I can just call him on the phone. That sounds really sad, Max. I'm so sorry. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Learning the difference between your friends and your family and knowing where to draw the lines is a really important life experience. I promise you, if I hadn't learned it, I wouldn't be here managing this station today. I'd be somewhere else and probably a lot more unhappy. It's awful when you have to realize things like that about people who really ought to be your friends. But realizing it is better than sticking around in a situation that isn't making you happy. It's like breaking up with a significant other. It almost always sucks. But sometimes that person is so toxic to you that it's better to be away from them so you can focus on the good things in your life. Yeah, I guess so. I'm sorry I asked, though, Max. I shouldn't have pushed you to talk about something so personal. Don't worry about it. Hopefully the listeners got something out of that, too. Yeah. Anyway... Time to wrap this up so that you can read that letter in more detail. I'll see us out, and then you can tell me what's been going on with them. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.